And welcome back to Green Barrett with me, Rebecca. This is episode 57, that I can remember. Yes. And here again, we have James Perry. Green for the lads. And Sheath in a wardrobe. Two books coming soon. Keep a close eye. And we also have Declan Barry, who happens to still be playing baseball. (laughs) Accomplished author of said books. (laughs) And here, Declan. It's great to see you dressed up for the occasion compared to last week. <laughs> <laughs> also co-founder or co-owner or just general owner of TLC.org. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you didn't say co- co- co-owner of Sheath. <laughs> <laughs> As if you share it. I get it on Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. <laughs> just make sure to turn it inside out and give it a rinse. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> On that note, should we just go for Crossroad 1? <laughs> I sounded somewhat a wee bit like one of the lines in the office where Gareth turned around to Tim's new girlfriend and went, by the way, if I, if I, ever, have a, if I ever have any chance, but it's after Tim, make sure he's all gloved up. I was... Ah. <laughs> 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 So question one is, why are humans so susceptible to magical thinking? (laughs) (laughs) After that introduction? (laughs) Well, Well, that was magical. That that was. Hold on. Define what magical thinking means. As in, I'm going to say, like, imagination. Like, how are people able to come up with all these different stories? Oh, as you mean in sort of touch of genius type of thing? I will, yes. Mm. Rather than abracadabra, sort of. Yes. Sort of thing. Okay. Uh, well, Nikola Tesla, he was the he was a classic. That sort of thing. He put it down to having a midday siesta or a siesta in the middle of the afternoon. There. Mm-hmm. He said that by and people in New York at that time thought he was mental. Um, and now he's been proved with some of some of his inventions are just were just completely out of were hundred years ahead. You mm-hmm. know. So he puts it down to that. Um, Einstein, I think, had the same sort of idea. Like you normally get your best ideas whenever you're relaxed. Are you ever like uh, this happens to me all the time? I would maybe go to bed and then I get this idea, and it like keeps me up for about an hour to write it down, and then I go back to sleep, and then the next morning I'm like, right, this is going to add on top of this. Blah, blah, blah. It annoys me, but it's good at the same time. It just randomly comes out of nowhere. That's a good old subconscious. You had that. Yeah. You had that way. You had that planted, and the subconscious makes it just come out the whenever you're relaxed. Mm-hmm. That's what I always say about having a notebook inside of your bed. Um, it happens to me too, but I don't have a notebook inside of bed, even though I tell them to do it. And I would <laughs> wake up in the morning. You have your dictaphone, James Perry. <laughs> what? You mean dictaphones? You know what I mean? My normal phone. I well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm going back in the day, sorry. <laughs> You're going back into the wardrobe. <laughs> oh. Where so your flashes of inspiration come from Is that because you're relaxed or why is that? Yeah. Usually if I'm listening to music, 
or I've watched something beforehand like film wise and I'm sitting and like what way could I make a story or make something out of that and then next minute it just bam Absolutely. it happens every now and again it doesn't happen whenever I'm thinking about it, I want it to happen it doesn't happen and whenever I'm not it does happen so yeah it's a tip that I would tell my uh, accounting students where it's concept study while you sleep so good old neuroscience says you can't learn anything brand new while you sleep but mm-hmm. you can't you can't consolidate existing knowledge and, and push it forward so what I would always say is for people to re- have some sort of summary revision in the evening time just before they go to sleep and then in the morning that should consolidate that like the number of times I still love maths and the number of times I would do an A-level maths and I couldn't do the homework that night, but for some damn reason I could wake up in the morning and I could do it. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have that happen to you? It's kind of, that happened to me with whenever I went to do my theory test, I read all the stuff before I went to bed and then I got up the next day to go and do it and I never looked at anything because, and then whenever I sat down in front of the screen, it just was all there. Because if I think, if I look at something in the morning, is it going to be wrong? Am I going to read it wrong? So yeah. Also, a lot of entrepreneurial types would always say you set a you set an intention the night before about what you want to do the next day, mm-hmm. and that lets the subconscious have a bit of a go at it overnight, you know, and then you're primed to act on it the next mm-hmm. morning. So the same, but um, uh, and then the thing is, Rebecca, where do these hunches come from? I know. That's is it. there is there infinite intelligence out there? You can go into the quantum physics of all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know the energetical stuff. Is there a creator? Is it God? Who is it? What is it? Where's it come from? I think if I sat down and thought about all that, I would just be like mind blown. <laughs> that's the mystery of life, and that's the reason why there's so many books and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Because it is uh, it's fascinating. Well, no one knows. So you may as well make it up. <laughs> and people sell millions of pounds worth of stuff on making it up, do you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. That's, right. that's where you go. But you're you right on that um, point of just letting something settle. Because you, you're never going to get that. Um, I often find that whenever you sit down and you intensively try to solve a problem, um you usually don't allow yourself to go outside of any sort of creativity. So it's that's when you wake up at half two in the morning and just go, oh, shit, right, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then you end up having to do something about it. That's why I, I would always have – that's always the notes. It's not a notebook, but maybe be the notes on my phone or something. We get hammered at half two, three o'clock in the morning whenever something's come up. You have, you have it on your, your electronic device? I do. I do, I must say, I do, and it's probably not the healthiest. You're probably better doing that. But um, um, the, the problem is that I would never carry something with me otherwise, whereas I always have this on me. So if I need to refer back, I can always do it. I would love the idea of being able to have a physical journal that would maybe go in my, my, um, my rucksack or whatever, but I've never actually got around to doing that. Um, oh, very good, very good. Anything else to add to that, Rebecca? Anything else? No. That's that is it. Yeah. Well, I do have a notebook inside of my bed, but it's got like uh, my budget and stuff to do and projects and all that added into like just the daily ones. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you journal every so day? How, how do you do that? Do you because I, I was just going to ask that, James? But I was literally watching videos on bullet 
um, journaling before this. I'm starting a big project tomorrow, okay. um, year-long project, um, and I was going to journal and or record, stroke maybe try to create something out of it. And uh, we were looking at bullet journaling as a way of doing it. So do you have a system or do you just dump everything in? Me or James? Yeah, you. Me? Uh, usually, yeah, it would be organized now. If I'm doing like work, it's all put in front of me. And then there's different sections though. Like I have it sectioned out. So like if there's my budget in my journal, the budget's there. Projects I want to do is there. There's like travel holidays just everything's in a different section but try and look at it every day and update and tick off the things that you've done or don't tick or things that you need to do just keep adding on like say you've done something or you haven't done something make sure you add that to the next day so you know what's going to get done so if that makes sense <laughs> only that it does see professionally professionally i'm incredibly organized right see um personally it's an opposite disaster site it's just mad and you think, you know, all my work stuff, all brilliant. But if you were to ask me to find where's the latest bank statement on this, and I'm a bloody accountant, you can't find it. You know what I mean? It's just mad, even though that's not a great example because all my stuff's online now. But, you know, I suppose it's the priority and the urgency you put on it is, is sometimes where it is in my packing order of what to do with it or to do, not to do anything at all with it. Mm-hmm. But journaling, I bought the Daily Stoic Journal to start filling in the start of the year. And I got three days in and I didn't do any more. <laughs> that was not particularly stoic of me. It goes like that, though. My one, I haven't wrote in for maybe a month or so, just because I haven't really felt the need to, even though you should probably do it every day. But yeah. Actually, that's you know. a good way of putting it, just to write in whenever you need to. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I suppose with the internet and all the social media bullshit, you're, you're under such pressure. To the, the way you should be doing this and the way you should be doing that, and I know that's good, but that's actually a really good point. Do you know me feel you need to? Yep. There you go. Any more yeah. questions? One more question, and it is: What word is a lot of fun to say? There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of drugs in work, and the one that I love saying is "flooping Dixel." It's just so good. I don't know why it's spelled really cool too. Yeah. Hold on, you don't know why. You <laughs> do know why. It's just the way it's, I don't know, it just rolls off the tongue. Um, do you know what I, I've always known this word? Do you know what DNA stands for? What do you mean, like actual DNA? DNA that, that you know, constitutes you. Yes. Do you know what DNA stands for? I'm not even going to make an agent of myself guessing this one. I think I know, but I'm not going to say it. I go, go, go. Right, no, I think I'm wrong. Have a go at it, have a go at it. It can be funny, go. It's not dynamic, the first bit, is it? No. Yeah, no. I'm lost. Dak, I was Googling it. Dak, uh, <laughs> No, I'm not. Um, I have no clue. Actually, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't have a notion. And you know the way you know stuff from school and all, and you just can't remember why you remember it all the time? Mm-hmm. For some damn reason, I can remember this. Deoxy, deoxyribonucleic acid. Jesus, someone's a tongue twister. Well, it's a longer super casual friends unless it gets me out of the I like the word shenanigans. Yeah, that's a good I, one, actually. I love the word crack. Crack. Mm. Or 
but there was a thing on actually the chase. I love the chase, right? Don't go down, Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh. I love the chase, and there's a question on. It was, a, it was a question on during the week. I was along the lines of what is the art of talking nonsense or talking rubbish, right? Mm-hmm. And it was crackatology or something like that. <laughs> well, it literally was because Bradley was starting to laugh and never come up as an option, but came out to be right. Mm-hmm. And the the chaser, the beast, turns and says, yeah, that comes from Greek, right? And that was said, that comes from the Greek word, whatever. And yet, uh, it was cacatology actually it was actually more specific cac. it was actually cac cacatology or something but then I was going hold on but I always thought the word cac which is pronounced cac mm-hmm. in England but pronounced cake here comes from the word caca which is the Irish for shit <laughs> so the Irish for shit is caca yeah so I was going hold on a minute what's the oldest language to be fair, Greek is slightly older than Irish, but mm-hmm. so you go quite like cack. Or well, here's one. This is how in work we all each ask the question to each other of what do you put flowers in? A vase. What would you say, Vaz. that one? Vase, I do say vase. Usually a vase. Yes. So one of us said vase, one said vase, and one said vase. So it's vase, vase, vase. Was. But I say I made the point of saying yeah, but everybody says shit the same way, so it's all right. <laughs> what about the back? Sh- what about the shade? Shade. As in the shed. You heard people call it the shade. The shade. The shed. Yes, I have heard that because people. I've probably mentioned this before, but apparently I say phone and road really weird. Phone. Phone. And. Road. The road. The road. <laughs> I won't be the windy. The windy, the windy, yeah, the windy, the windy window. <laughs> or there's other words like queer. Where does queer come from? I know. How do you even spell that? Q U A R E. Q U A queer. That's a queer. That's a queer. That's a queer uh, beard you have there, Declan. <laughs> or a lock of. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know it is weird. Go, go and get a lock of them sheets, sir. We'll need them. They're up in the wardrobe over your ground. <laughs> what other words are there? <laughs> like, there's actually a lot of English words that come directly from Irish. Like, brogues, your shoes. Mm-hmm. They come directly from the Irish word. There's a load of them. So many of them I can't remember. <laughs> What would be the one word though that you do really is crack like the one you really like saying? Fake is good. Fack is great. Fack, okay. Because you can get away with murder by saying fack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The first time I ever heard fack was in Father Ted. Good old Father Ted. <laughs> Declan, yours is shenanigans, yes? Shenanigans. Easy. Straightforward. Rasta, Rastafarian's another one I like. Rastafarian, okay. Signed, would that be one for you, Declan? <laughs> signed? Signed. Everything's signed, as long as they're signed. signed. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that much about verbology. Yeah, just say words, <laughs> and they're fun. You don't think about what? Verbology? Yeah. That's, that's another term in its own right. It is. 
But then there's another one <laughs> that it has to be said exclusively like a person from Belfast. What is it? And the Belfast version of bollocks. 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 Yeah, but that's 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 it it only happens I don't you've gotta get it right. It's not you can't just bollocks. Like you gotta you have to have some context. I knock context, your bollocks yeah. in. I knock your bollocks in me, man. Yeah, it has to be there. Yeah. And it has to be said. Yeah, it's not like casual swearing because I don't casually swear, but if I'm annoyed, I swear. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, so do you know what I mean? So it's not like I hate when people punctuate with swear words just for the crack. Mm-hmm. But if you're annoyed and you're really giving it to someone, um, or something's really good under your skin. Then you swear properly, and then it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so no, I have that, but I'll not be. Uh, I wouldn't have any casual bollocks. <laughs> that sounds so good, there, didn't it? I know. Yes. Shall we do one flashcard Friday? I right, work away. Okay. Here Let's we'll do that. Right. This one is signs, not sign signs. Like, what would be one of your favorite signs? James, why do I feel like you want to say something but you don't want to say it? So, the favourite sound, which is absolutely unbelievable, is Croke Park whenever it's full and you're in a football match and it's absolutely bunged and there's 80,000 there. The sound of that is unbelievable. Okay. Especially the start. The parade. If you ever mm-hmm. watched the Ireland final or whatever, the parade is unbelievable. Okay. I give you that. I, I, I think there's very few... Um, do you know what? Actually, you're you're right. It's that um, any sporting event. I mean, I've been lucky to attend quite a few sporting things, and especially for big events, that build up. Um, you know, uh, there was a an interview last night, and and Patrice Evra, who's a former defender for for Manchester United, his he was asked what the best atmosphere was he'd ever been to. And I know part of this was just you know Liverpool fans, but he's also right. Was uh, in the Champions League before Celtic play, and the do you'll never walk alone is just the most. It, it's it's one of those things. Crook Park pre throw in, uh, even Old Trafford on a Champions League night. Um, it's it's that hers on the back of your head and it's entirely from the crowd it's entirely from the noise um, it's there and then I would also say some of the motorsport stuff I must say I really like the motorsport too so I mean if you've ever had the chance to go to your Grand Prix and you're anywhere near it and the noise of one of those things goes past you and you can feel your organs rearrange you know it's uh, it's it's incredible it's incredible so all those things are just kind of the, the, those sort of sounds that bring back memories mm-hmm. of being there and the feeling of being there uh, is incredible. Um, that's that, that's really good. But I mean, I have to be. Uh, I'm I'm of course very old and uh, soft and sentimental as well. So I mean, there's there's some things whenever they're messing about downstairs and I can hear our two kids messing about with each other and chuckling away downstairs. Um, I must say that is a. A, a pretty good sound to me mm-hmm. as well because the alternative is whenever they're kicking the shit out of each other <laughs> and they're screaming. Uh, but uh, I must say that's a that's a pretty darn good sound too. Yeah. 
Um, I would say concert wise as well. I love like whenever you're going to the music concert or whatever, that's usually really good. And then just people laughing in general, especially if you're involved, that's pretty cool. And I love the rain hitting off the window. I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> no, mm. I can appreciate that as well. The one thing, just quickly go back to the Croke Park one, right? The Croke Park one, to me, is more than just a sound and a sporting occasion. And I'd say a lot of Irish people who are into Gaelic games would agree with this. It's in the national identity. It's mm. completely ingrained in some people with that because, you know, it's just part of our of our makeup. And to see people, and I'm lucky enough to witness this, um, I've been lucky enough to witness this three times with, with all our finals to see down in, in them. And to, you knew the people who were there, you knew the players, and even know everybody knows he's an avid GA supporter, that's the Artean Boys Band that leads the sides around. Even the band is bloody famous, you know what I mean? Um, that's the reason why it's unique, and the fact as well. There's no set. There's no segregation of fans. You're all beside each other, and that that is phenomenal. Yeah. One thing I will say, I'm, I wasn't even thinking of this, but whenever Dakon talked about sentiment, uh, is my mum's laugh. Um, my mum, God rest her soul, she's now passed away twelve and a half years. But mummy had a really, really infectious laugh. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't know, she was an MS sufferer, and she did the their comatose state where she couldn't laugh but she couldn't even talk but up until I was 14 she had this most unbelievably fantastic laugh that was also was also enhanced because she had so many drugs she had to take so many uh, so much medication yeah. we hyper so my mum's laugh was absolutely brilliant <laughs> and I would pay I pay a million quid to hear that again for one last time like yeah so I completely get the sentiment in that one yeah um Sounds that's a cracker actually. The, uh, the final one, I actually like this. We there's wee tune that I would meditate to occasionally. Okay. I heard it in Kathmandu. Um, whenever that was, May, May nineteen, and whenever I heard it, I was instantly struck by it. And it's an ancient Sanskrit chant, and maybe because the way I am a wee bit more, you know, cultural. The, the other boys over there didn't give a damn. I thought it was just no doubt shite. But whenever I heard it, I had to go and buy a CD of it. Mm-hmm. and it's class it just for some reason it chills me out so it's another there class. is supposed to be something that though I was reading about you know why people like different types of music but there's certain chords that your brain is tuned to prefer in a song so you might like a D major and someone might like an A minor so yeah that's pretty cool that type of theory and then you've got how music affects your state as well so you've got theta state and delta state and alpha state and all mm-hmm. this get for you Binaural beats and all this crack and yeah, binaural beats. Binaural beats. That's that's to go in with your. Um, it's not nothing to do with flipping. As James's LP coming out next week. That's what I was saying. That's gonna be. That is the name of an album that has to be made. Binaural beats. That is the. That is the free giveaway, in conjunction with uh, <laughs> with, with TLC.org. <laughs> the the. The C the C D that accompanies Sheaf in the Wardrobe. <laughs> it's called, audiobook. It's called Binaural Beats. <laughs> oh my god. But honest to God, look up look up Binaural Beats and look up three uh four three two hertz. Apparently that sinks up your brain waves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think we've covered a lot of things there. Yeah. We have I'm especially looking out for um Dagon's books. 
Yes, same. I'm gonna start. I'll I'll start. Um, I'll start working on them immediately. Okay. I kind of want to hear the introduction in the next episode. It might be on the New York Times bestsellers list. It might be. It might be. That's a fairly long shot, but you never like know. Like the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> no, the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not it was say. old, but it was beautiful. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was going to say there. Oh, Jesus. Nah. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I know. Um, <gasps> Shall we wrap this one up? Probably. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so you can say. find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and any other podcast outlet. And you can also email us at grinandbarrettpodcastni at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at grinandbarrettpodcastni with all different quotes in there and that's it thanks as long as you don't quote some of the some of that stuff oh no no i think i might get banned from instagram quote that (laughs) goodbye Bye. bye